This conversation was recorded on February 13, 2016. We have an anonymous question. That usually is the kind we get. It is. I think so. Which is fine. That's why I leave it as an option. Yeah, people don't need to identify themselves for a question. We can we can answer an anonymous question. That's true. In fact, this question could be a yes or no answer. Okay. In which case, we'll have to come up with well, a, your yes a secondary yes. topic. Uh, it could be a real short show. <laughs> so it is, and it's very it's wide open. If the answer is yes, you can just launch into uh, wherever you like to go. But it says, does the Bible say anything about suicide or depression? If I say no, we're done. It's true. It at actually, least I know depression is discussed. You know that it is. Oh, I know there are at least depressed people. Yep. In it. Yep. Suicide, I'm curious, because I don't think I've seen anything specific to suicide. Well, a lot of people call suicide murder, and they think it's an unforgivable crime. Really? Why? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's just sort of a tradition. You know, I think I picked that up as a kid because I had that conception in my head. Yeah. A friend of mine here in town who's on the radio says that, you know, if you commit suicide, you go like a fire. Can't be saved. Huh. He's wrong, but. I don't see anything in the Bible that says that. Suicide can't actually be murder because murder is that crime for which society then must shed the blood of the murderer. And you can't do that in a suicide case. So it can't be murder. Hmm. That's my logic. It's definitely destruction of the image of God, but it's, yes. your own, it's your own image. But because you did it, yeah, there no, can be no penalty. Right. Even I've so, known many. I've known, I think, personally known now six men who have killed themselves. And the last one saved. was a close Christian friend of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Close, no, no doubt saved. Okay, so the question is, does the Bible say anything about it? Well, we have a couple of people who most people think killed themselves in the Scripture. I will say it's really only one. Ahithophel, who was a counselor to David, but who was a traitor to David. Right. And Ahithophel, uh, when David was on the run— with his mighty man, and he took off and he ran. Ahithophel counseled, better go chase him now because they're going to get tired and then you can kill him. But Hushai, who had stayed loyal to David and whose role it was, was to misguide to protect David and give him bad advice, argued with Ahithophel these are mighty men, and right now they are like a bear robbed of their cubs. They're going to be really mad. You go catch up with them, they're going to whoop you bad. You need more men. Mm-hmm. Wait till you get more men. Won't take that long. Get a bunch of men and go get them. And thus Hushai defeated the council of Ahithophel. And Ahithophel set his things in order and hung himself. Because he knew he was as good as a dead man anyway because, yeah, he was pretty confident that he was right, so he went ahead and hung himself. The other instance, people think that Judas hung himself. Right. But that's a mistranslation of the uh, scriptures. That actually is Judas was hung. 
Is that the one in Acts or is that the one in? Yes. Is it Acts 1? Uh, 2? Or is it? It's either the end of 1 or the beginning of 2. Yeah, it's at the end of, uh, let me find it. Verse 18, Acts one eighteen. this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. And falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and his, all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers of Jerusalem, insomuch as that field is called in their proper tongue, Akeldama. Akeldama. That is to say, the field of blood. Where's the one that says he was hung? Was that in That's in Because uh, this one definitely doesn't say he hung himself, right? It says he, he fell headlong. That's in Matthew 27, I think. All right. Is that the one you're saying is mistranslated? Yeah, Matthew 27, 5. He cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Hanged himself, yeah. And that's your saying is mistranslated. Yeah, that that could be translated better was hung. And why do you say that that translation is more appropriate than... Hanged himself. Well, because in Acts one eighteen we see what re- we, you know we get the details. Mm. You know, there's no hanging yourself in Acts one eighteen. This has been a great puzzle to many in Scripture for some time now. Because he fell headlong here. When you hang yourself, you don't fall; you hang. Yeah. So I mean, but if if he was hung, if we read it, he was hung, and we know Satan entered into him, so that. Satan suspends him in the air, and then he falls headlong, and he bursts in the midst, and his bowel gushed up. Like, you know, he gets hung up in midair, snapped in half, and out come all of his bowels into that field. Right. So when Satan left him, done with that guy, and, you know, out, but out gushes all of his bowels. These kind of deaths, these kind of bloody, gory deaths are... Always about disgrace in the scripture, yeah. Like Jezebel, yeah. She got thrown down off of a wall and all busted into pieces, and the dogs licked up her blood. You know, that's pretty. Now, I suppose that you know the caller may or the writer may want to say, "Well, okay, so what about my? Maybe it's a loved one. That maybe this is a, you know, maybe it's a mourning person or something that you know troubled Could by. Could be. Well, depression also mentioned so. Yeah, well, something that we deal with, and 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 depression. Now, we 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 find uh, depression itself is not sin, as much you know, as much as people want to push upon us positive thinking. Right. I don't find that in the scripture either. When I think of depressed people in the scripture, I think of everybody in the cave of oh, it was cave of Abdullah with David. Well, that might have been distressed. Does it say that this? Well, let's look at. Let's have a look here and find out why we know that this is not sin, uh, or at least certain a certain aspect of mind is not. Why don't we look at Mark fourteen thirty two? Okay. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. This is known to be Jesus' agony in the garden. Maybe you've heard it that way. And he said to his disciples, Sit ye here while I shall pray. And he taketh with him Peter and James and John, and began to be sore amazed and very heavy. This word, very heavy, this is not heavy like weighty, like the word doxa, glory is that. Yeah. It's 
to me. This like, is the word. Troubled. This is the word. A demonio. Like a demon? Uh, no. Okay. It's from, it's a form of a verb, a dio, to be greatly in distress of mind, to have your mind in great distress, to be heavy about something, to be concerned, Down. deeply troubled, and, mm -hmm. and uh, have great distress and anguish. Anguish is a good word. Agony. Right. It's not agon. That's agony in scripture, agon. That's effort. It's a different thing. Yeah. That would be like the pain you would feel if you run a 400-meter dash at 300 meters. Right. It's like go through it. Yeah, that's agon where you have to now run oxygen deficit despite the fact that your body's saying you're going to kill yourself yeah. if you keep doing this. That's when Paul said, I fought the good fight. I think that's, that's agon. Agon. Right. This is different. This is about being distressed or or to be in anguish or to be extremely depressed. And uh, this is an extremely strong word for depression. Hmm. There's other words in Scripture for depression, but I run right to this one because it's the strongest one. And it is what the Lord is, you know, as he's becoming sin for us, right? He becomes extremely troubled, extremely heavy, dep extremely depressed. Full of anxiety, and none of that is sin. That's uh, translated to be very heavy. Mm -hmm. We also have there, he became sore, distressed, or utterly astonished, which is, uh, you know, the feeling of terror, uh, or to be astounded, just to be sh shocked, uh, struck with terror, and uh, this all happened to the Lord. In Gethsemane. Now, what did he do with that? Not my will, but thy will be done. And he went away to the cross for the joy that was set before him. And we know he did what he did with that. But that doesn't mean that's what you or I would do with that. You or I may react very differently in moments of great depression, heaviness, amazement. Uh -huh. And we might even take our own lives. All manner of sin is forgiven among men except for the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You can't even do that today. Yeah, I was going to say, even if uh, suicide is murder, murder is forgivable. Even murder is forgivable, <laughs> but it's now I wanted to make the point. Uh, yeah, there's only one unpardonable sin. It's not Not murder. Murder is taking the life of another. Right. Yeah, not taking your own life. It's not murder. That's why there's no trial. Right. Of course, there's nobody to try. I've I've actually been to the funeral of, of uh, you know, like I said, I've I, I've. The last two people I knew that killed themselves were both wonderful Christians. Wonderful Christians. And there's a whole range of people that kill themselves and you don't even know it. Or that see to it that, they are, that, that their lives are ended. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people in terminal cases that make sure that they're terminated. That's going on all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I left explicit orders in my will, you know, do not... Put me on a machine, you know. You say what you want, that person wants to die and sees to it that they are dead. So sometimes the suffering is just too much for a person and they take their own life and they may already have eternal life. Like I say, as I said, the last two brothers I knew mm -hmm. that terminated their own lives were fine, wonderful Christians, both of them.
Some people thought the first guy wasn't a fine, wonderful Christian because he spent the last like 400 days of his life in solitary confinement in prison. But when they, after he killed himself and they went through his papers, of course, they had found all these poetry he had written about the Lord Jesus. So I still haven't written any poetry about the Lord. I stood up at his funeral and said, well, this guy had eternal life and we'll see him again. Mentioned the wonderful poetry he wrote about the Lord Jesus and that, you know, he had done that. I hadn't done it. Have you? But most of the people there just thought this was the worst thing and he'd go to hell because he killed himself. Got mad at me for standing up and telling, saying he had eternal life. Now, the second fellow here recently that uh, I know that killed himself, he, he had an amazing funeral with hundreds and hundreds of people, you know, joyous at the fact that they're going to see him again and certainly persuaded that, you know, he's going to be home to be with the Lord. So mm-hmm. all that serves to probably answer this question that, you know, yeah, there's nothing wrong with depression. Not in and of itself. In fact, we know that we're of God and the whole world lies in the evil one. How depressing is that? That's pretty depressing just to think about, right? It's pretty depressing to think about what a rotten, creepy sinner I am. So that's depressing too. Mm. So there's a lot of good reasons to be depressed. One of the best things I've had a, a, anybody tell me when I was depressed and, you know, seeking a little, maybe a little counselor, just expressing that I am depressed is go ahead. Go ahead. You know, we like to ignore the Scripture, and we don't weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. We want to rejoice with those who are weeping. Or make them rejoice, yeah. Or, you know, like— Make them yeah. feel bad because they're not rejoicing or— Yeah, I feel, you f- they tell you, I feel bad, and you're telling them, well, feel good. Well, you know, that's not exactly what the Scripture said. It said, mourn with them. Mm-hmm. I feel bad, too. If I was you, I'd be extremely depressed. I don't know what I would do. This encouragement I give to people like who've lost a loved one. Yeah, I, man, I don't know. I lost a dog and I was real happy, unhappy. I know what it'd be like to lose a child. I lost my father. I'm still not over it. You know? So, yeah, I, get, I, I know there's grace for it. Mm-hmm. For you. I, I don't, there's no grace for me in it because I don't need it. Right? Grace is what you need. If you're not depressed, you don't need if you're, it. Yeah, yeah, you know, if it's not your problem, there's no grace for you about that problem because God's economical and he's not going to waste his grace. Well, I like the example the Lord did here when he was very heavy. And he said, my soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Wait here and watch. Yes. And he went forward a little while, fell on the ground and prayed. Exactly. So, good example there. Well, there we have... Another term, right? Extremely sorrowful, ex- intensely sad, exceeding sorry. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call that depressed. It's a different word, but, you know, exceedingly sad. Yeah. Well, the Lord himself was called a man of sorrows. Yeah, you know. So you're good. The Lord you. Jesus didn't ever say, have a nice day. <laughs> he never said, smile, God loves you. That's not his. He didn't say that. Yeah, he said the days are evil. He fell on the ground a few times, and then on top of that, of course, his disciples just fall asleep. They're like, they didn't go through any of that. They didn't even watch him, even though he said, "Watch this." <laughs> Stay even here though he and said, watch. "Watch." They couldn't even watch it. Yeah. So yeah, 
depression can't be sin. The Son of God, he endured all very much depression. He he endured actually he endured your your depression. So I don't know who wrote this, but if if you're having trouble with depression, understand that you can fellowship that with the Lord. There's something you can fellowship with the Lord. You can't fellowship your birthday with the Lord. I just went on a brief cruise. You know, the Lord never went on a brief cruise. I can't fellowship that with the Lord, but I can fellowship my depression with the Lord. Yeah. Well, I could fellowship with the Lord's people on a cruise, and I did do that. And I had the privilege when I went to the Alamo being able to stand up with an open-air preacher. Where is this? At the Alamo? We went to the Alamo, and there was an open-air preacher. And I remember when I was open-air preaching, and nobody would ever just come and stand with me. Mm-hmm. So I went and stood with that guy. And your folks are with us, and he, they stood with him, and we just stood there with him. How long did he go on? He kept going and going. So finally I say, you know, brother, we're going to go into the Alamo, but it's nice stand here with you. <laughs> then I came back out and talked to another guy that, w- that had been there when I was there before. And I gave him the gospel, told him his problem wasn't his sin. His problem was failing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And this girl that was with him was just hounded him to get away from me and not listen. It was just really something that was so obvious. Hmm. Yep. But... Yeah, this uh, idea that depression is sin and that you should always think positively, that's not the Scripture, that's not the Bible, and that's not somebody that really understands the Bible. Uh I've run across a great many of Christians who think that positive thinking is the message of the Bible, and it sure isn't. 